Nothing, just an incident. That's what you get when you don't need the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get in there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe. I'm here with Hannah. Hello. How are you doing? I'm you doing had great. A big birthday this week. I did. I'm the big three O, you guys. How does it feel? Feels like two nine. Um, <laughs> but it feels good. I'm excited about You're mature. I'm so mature and yeah. I'm just excited about this year. I think there's gonna be um, you know, lots of fun. It's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be such a good year. Yeah. Um, you had a party last night. I did. My um two of my dear friends from high school had a Formula One themed birthday party for me, which was so much fun. Um Zoe unfortunately was under the weather and we will be celebrating at an uh different time in March with yes. my friend Macy. They've got something planned and um I'm not easy to surprise <laughs> and I We've, don't it's basically been it's all been Yeah, but. for the most part. But <laughs> I've decided not to ask any questions um further than what I've asked and uh but yeah, very excited for that. And but it was fun. It was they had a ton of decorations. Um they really went on all out. It was very nice. And it was fun too like talking to some of my um like guy friends from high school and stuff and them being like, This is really cool that you do this. And I, I love was like, it. Yeah. So I've I've think I've converted not converted, but I've definitely gotten people interested. Encouraged. And that's our whole goal. Yeah. yeah is to like really get people involved. Hannah, um my friend Hannah who I've uh talked about before, she and her husband have fully finished I don't know if they finished season five yet, but they're fully caught up. They're like, you know, is she going to watch races? Do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they'll watch races. I wouldn't be surprised because like, they have two little ones. So yeah. like they're up early. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I hope so. But it's also fun that like she's just that she involved. knows that she knows because yeah, she, she was texting me. She like started listening to the podcast again yes. now that she like knows yes. what's going on. Um, and, and she actually texted me. She's like, thanks for the shout out. I was like, well, yeah, I mean. You know, I'm just doing the Lord's work over here, of and course. I just, you know, I'm excited for you, but I also want the people to know um, the good work that we're doing yes. for the sport. So, yes. well, I couldn't let this birthday go by without, oh my god, um, giving you a little something from the oh. fan behavior community, friends of the pod, oh my god. Um, a person who probably should have been at the party okay. last night, um, wanted to send you a message. Oh my so god. I'd like you to my watch. My whole heart is like, I'd I'm like sweating. I'd like you to watch this. Oh Please. my god. Might have to start from this side. Are you joking? This came in from your kind and sweet friend, Zoe. She wrote me a very nice message. Um, so I think it's my turn to return the favor. I'd like to wish you a happy 30th birthday. She told me that you uh, recently <laughs> got into the sport of Formula One. So I think we have something in common. Um, yes. Me too. Um, I kind of gathered that um, you're supporting me, but uh, I also hope that I can count on your support. And if you're already behind me, then um, I hope to make you proud. So wishing you again a very nice birthday. And um, yeah, who knows, we meet each other sometime <laughs> on track this year. Um, keep enjoying it. Drive to Survive is coming out soon. Um, I think I'm featuring in, in it a little bit. So, um, yeah, let's make it count and uh, hopefully see you this year. Have a nice birthday. Bye. 
You guys, Nick DeVry so, just gave yeah. me a birthday so, shout So, because I might have to cut that whole... Hi, friends. Sorry to break up the Nick DeVry's surprise video, but as you're about to hear, our microphones cut out for just a little bit of time. But do not worry. We get them back up and running in time for our testing recap and our DTS recap. So they're only out for just a little bit of time. Apologies in advance. Okay, bye. For those who... Uh, Obviously, like don't, don't know. I just thought I just gifted Hannah a little video, cameo video from Nick, Nick DeVries. So I um, put a request out into on on Instagram. Well, I, I said to people, I said, I OK, I got this idea. I was like, I want to surprise Hannah with a cameo from someone in the F1 space. Yeah. And so um, I you did this Instagram. privately, obviously, because yeah. I never saw yeah. it. I put it on, on Instagram. I said, if anyone's interested in doing a little surprise for Hannah, I didn't obviously say what it was or anything. I said, just message me on my on my personal Instagram account and um, countless people did. I have their names. I would like to read out their names. Please. If you would mind, and I'll give you this card so you can oh reach out gosh. to people. So gosh. here are the, the lovely people. I won't say anyone's last name just because, you know, some people yeah. don't want their names read out. Um, so these are the very nice people that helped to get, gift Hannah this wonderful video from Nick DeVry for her birthday. So we have um, myself. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I, pr I pronounce everyone's names right. I apologize if I don't. Um, Emerson, Lizzie, Karen, Rabia, Malika, Anna, Christina, Marielle, Rain, Claire, Ava, Neha, Casey, Lauren, Badia, Sophie, Caroline, Heather, Kirthy, Quincy, Lexi, Zakia, and Maggie. You so guys! This is from us so to you. Nice. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, wow. And um, we're so happy we could give you that video. That made my whole day. I am a Tiny Towery fan for sure. Oh my god, he's so cute. He's so cute. What's so funny is I got that video, I think like right before we recorded last week's episode, like it, it, it okay. came in. So I was like, oh my god. Um, and so obviously I had to wait to like watch it and stuff. But oh thank you, Nick DeVries. Yeah, so thank you sweet. so much. That was so nice. And he yeah. he said, hopefully we'll get to meet. And hopefully so. Nick is helping in this manifestation journey. I, I know. So Oh my god, thank you guys. That was so fun. Yeah. I'll have to clip this. I'll clip this part and I'll put it on. Well, I literally never get surprised. I'm or something. My heart is beating <laughs> out of my chest. Wow, that was so fun. Um so that was a fun little surprise. Long time coming. Um thank you. that was not part of the uh pre-show meeting either no it's not i will send you this video right now maybe we can share it if if, if you'd like we can put it on instagram oh, so I would love people to. can see it and yeah enjoy it um so yeah we should was... tag the people who sponsored <laughs> yes yes oh, um, that was so nice thanks guys yes um okay so let's get into testing because there was a lot that happened but then also not that much that happened but i feel like we should discuss it because Obviously, we have the first race this week, and you know, there's something to read into. There's yeah. there, there are things to read into. I think the 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 two major talking points because obviously, okay, Red Bull's fast, cool, cool, cool. We don't yeah. need to go into them. Yeah, <laughs> I think the two major talking points: McLaren is slow, mm -hmm. and Aston Martin is fast. I almost said Alonso was fast. Well, but yeah, like you know, <laughs> but I am. You know, there's a love, well, not even a love or hate, but there's a there's a real interest level for me in the whole McLaren being slow thing. I totally agree. I actually saw something today, I think. It was like all of these F1 journalists kind of like r kind of power ranking the team based on what they saw in testing. So, mm -hmm. And obviously, what yeah. can you really, but like a majority of them had McLaren in like the bottom two teams if 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 not bottom three like they were it was like williams at the bottom and then like mclaren right right above them i mean i don't think they'll be that bad the whole season yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean 
and, and but they'll be slow to start again who knows if they'll even be that bad mm-hmm. but the idea of them even finishing sixth yeah when zach Wild. brown made the whole you know hullabaloo oh, yeah, his whole call to action about, about finishing fifth last year and how that was just like not, not okay good uh-huh. and then it's like for them to even fall further <laughs> i don't wish for like no but i don't know I do there's like it's unfortunate because these there are drivers involved who i do like who are unfortunately like collateral damage yeah but there is a something i feel inside of just but also maybe it'll just be the kick lando needs to go to a different team a hundred percent which i but unfortunately he's like locked in well they've all been locked in at some point (laughs) yes but like i'm just saying he it's not only when he's available it's also when it's available for the other team like you know what i mean when it Mm -hmm. matches up with other teams and i just wonder again if he's just hitting himself about not going to red bull when he had the chance what was it before checko like yeah he would have been in checko seat yeah i just don't know that he like has it in him from an ego perspective to be number two but see what he think he because he might but he might actually believe because he actually does have he's he's one of the few drivers who i actually think could legitimately take it to max okay who could actually push him and and because we actually don't we don't know right we don't know how they would compare if they were i do think max is probably has the competitive edge but it could very much be like a lewis hamilton yeah nico rosberg situation equal machinery yeah and lando could be that yeah nico aston martin was not on my bingo card though as no. far as but i'm so intrigued i am very intrigued um obviously lance stroll you know it's still tbd on whether he his wrist yeah well and it's interesting there were some pictures that came out today of him at the airport mm. didn't have any didn't look to have any casts any 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 um braces or anything on his wrists so i don't and and even when they came out with the oh he broke his two wrists or that was the rumor it was very much a rumor like it was never confirmed Got on it. anybody there, so maybe it, it's like badly sprained or maybe something. badly sprained or um who knows and it could just be one who i don't know i mean i don't know like what you what can be what can be done to a wrist in three days or four days to like deem it acceptable to race cortisone shots i don't but i don't know if that Is works that the right word um it doesn't i i know what you're talking about but like is, it, is cortisone the like topical treatment for like itchy that's cortisol right or is, is cortisol the shot <laughs> honestly I don't know. don't but, know. See, <laughs> but I, like i think that is something you can do for like a uh for like a uh like more like muscular issue mm. i wonder if it's available if, if that works as well for like a bone like yeah and i mean i think it's also just one of those things that his wrists are very important in the longevity. <laughs> I, like as dumb as that sounds, it's like no, it's true. You shouldn't like try. Like you know, we could go back to the whole Patrick Mahomes ankle situation. Like yes. obviously, he was just Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs American Football Team. For those of you who don't know, and he had a high ankle sprain that everyone talked about for weeks. Yeah. Um, going into the Super Bowl, but um, you know, I think for something like that, it's like you just like you know, mentally just try and get through it and know that like, okay, very soon I'm going to have several months off. Whereas like right now, right. So start of the season. Is start of the season. Yeah. Right. So you don't really want to risk it. You'd rather let, you know, someone uh, else do it yeah. and then, and then go from there. Yeah. And, and, and there, they are, there's also the week in between Bahrain and Saudi. So like, right. He could get that extra. It's not like he has to go back. It would be a back to back. He would miss two races in a row. Like, and part of me is like, yeah, take the, take the, take the L yeah. don't race it, to it to it to then ensure that you can go the rest of the races because he could fuck it up and he could crash he could crash and fuck it up even worse yeah and then 
yeah be done be done so but you know fernando doesn't give two no flying ass no because fernando's just gonna be zipping around he's gonna causing be chaos causing chaos and can't wait for that i'm, I'm excited i'm excited as well i think it's gonna be he is a real potster and i am here because now that i again we've talked about this before but now that i appreciate like like he leans into who he is and i've leaned into who he is you know yes like i, I don't yes. fault him for being the villain energy because yes. i don't even think that that's really in his soul who he is it's just like that's the part that everyone wants him to play and so he plays it yes and yes. he does it well yes and he's very true to himself incredibly he doesn't try to be somebody else but it, deep inside he's the villain he's yeah. not putting a, a mask on this is you know he's very much take me or leave me yeah exactly um that made me think of that rent song take me for who i am Mm-mm. take you you definitely know the song okay um i'll play for it for you later okay cool. um <laughs> <laughs> anything else from testing that we need to discuss or go over i feel like they're really what was no there? and it's also just like it was kind of meh i didn't it was a busy week so i didn't like totally follow it a bunch but also i i'm just more curious about what's gonna happen yeah. this weekend because it's so hard to tell in testing right, right. it's all with you take it all with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. um okay let's get into drive to survive let's get into our recap we because we're we're covering the entire season in one episode um we're just going to kind of do a quick fire you know bullet point thoughts about each episode um okay first episode the new dawn initial thoughts what stuck out to you matia and gunter on the road trip yeah their bromance i just wasn't aware that that existed and um Never occurred to me that Gunter is so multilingual. Um, I mean, yeah, because he's, you know, he's. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and, and he's a naturalized American citizen, too. Uh-huh. So it's like not like, only. As an American, I just forget how cultured and smart other, yeah, you know, like. Other people are. Yeah, like. Well, yeah. Not only are they just typically bilingual because almost everyone learns English. Yeah. Um, so they've got that going for them. But then they also all, like, I didn't, I know it comes up later, but like news to me that daniel speaks italian light you know i didn't know that <laughs> i feel like i i thought i'm i i mean and maybe I'm, you did well i was gonna say i i feel like i sent you some like instagram or tiktok videos or something over the year or so of yeah him speaking italian but i maybe think you- speaking italian in like a social clip and speaking italian in a conversation is very different like yes. him using like catchphrases it's like okay well yeah sure you learned that over the 10 years or whatever but um I mean, he was like having full on sentences and I was, I was impressed. Anyway, yeah. That wasn't yeah. in this episode. So no, but, but, but you're right. And like how many, how many drivers speak, not just one language, not just two, but like three, all of them. Like, I mean, it's, it well, is, Logan it is, doesn't probably, oh, and no yeah. disrespect. I'm Logan, just, Lando, George. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, speaking more than one language, but like the fact that Charles can like so quickly transition from English to French to Italian, like so seamlessly. And like, what do you think? What language do you think he thinks in? French. Hmm. I think I just I find that interesting too. Like think, people think in different languages. Yeah, and I think you um I think your brain is like the quick like the quickest language in your head is the one that you've grown up speaking like your whole life. Like or like your specifically as a as a child. It's mm-hmm. like what you're like your developmental brain learns, I guess. But I think I have to imagine he learned English and Italian also very young. Yeah. Um but that was, uh, that, I mean, that's just impressive. And and to me, the mo- this is so, this is nothing to, to do with fine. this episode. But it's also so impressive to me when they're in the car and they speak English. Like, I feel like it would just be so easy to like, yeah, your not, reaction yeah. would be to speak in your native language. Mm-hmm. But to have to like, you're driving and then have to 
speak in a different language that's really hard it is really hard um, mostly because I, I can barely speak english right so I, I i don't even and it's just funny to me too when they when they cross the finish line and they like win, win the race or, or whatever and they're always speaking in english i don't know it's just like i know it's funny to me but mm-hmm. i guess you know good on them yeah we're over here as two little dummies <laughs> dumb, um, dumb dummy <laughs> but anyway back yeah. to matia and gunter on their road trip through the dolomites yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> that was literally where they were. I know, were. but um, didn't really. Yeah, it was. It was funny. Who would you want to go on a road trip with if you had to go with two principals? If it was like a movie, if it was like yeah. Road trip- oh, well, okay. Well, if it's a movie, that changes the the situation a little bit. I think Gunter has to be there because there's just like you know road Chaos. trips can get a little tense. Um, and I think he would add a nice comedic air i definitely don't think i'd be comfortable with him driving and i'm not comfortable with most people driving you wouldn't um, be comfortable with a with a with a guy who's working in motorsport driving he's not driving but i feel like he he has experience driving because he Maybe. works in motorsport you know i feel like all of these guys have I still think no. Okay. okay. And that's my control issues. Okay. So that's not his skill level. Okay. Um and then maybe toto which i don't know what that dynamic would be like really like on a long you know an isolated situation um yeah you guys might toto i think would just make me feel safe and he speaks so many languages that that we can end up anywhere and we'll be fine god he speaks like five or six languages yeah it's crazy and he does them all um very hotly you and toto i don't feel like we get along no i don't think so i think we'd be i think think you guys would uh, be at each other's throats type a yeah yeah like just yeah (laughs) Um, but like you should give it a shot and yeah see. i'll yeah when he calls i'll just be like look i'm nervous that we're gonna clash but i definitely want to make this make this work i'm so glad that you like to drive because or like you feel the need to drive i don't mm-hmm. know if you actually like it um because it works out well with me not liking not like on on our trip to austin yeah. you just saying like i'll drive the whole time i was like sweet mm-hmm. well especially when we we're driving back there in the wet oh I mean, it's so stressful couldn't yeah. be me well you couldn't in be the, the passenger, passenger yeah and, and i was like asleep I, in the white, passenger I mean i was white knuckling it already but i definitely yeah it's always just like lounging i'm like in the windshield well i would panicking. be too if, if i was no, no, driving I, I would be as well i wouldn't just be like lackadaisical but yeah. i just appreciate the fact that we've gotten this dynamic yeah you drive and i don't know what my um role is but yeah and i also i don't know if you did it intentionally or not but i felt like you made a very conscious effort to not talk to me during that time oh, which no. i really appreciated yeah. well i'm it, kind it of a quiet I, I don't love when people try to talk so much in a car you know i mean it was a 10-hour ride right. we were gonna talk at some point <laughs> but i just <laughs> felt you know like I mean? you were particularly quiet sure. during the wet part concentration I was really grateful for that yeah no i'm just saying i don't like when people are constantly trying to fill sp- time oh, with, yeah. with talking it's like we can just sit here and be, be quiet it's okay we don't yeah. have to okay we're like way off know. course so okay a couple <laughs> other things from the episode that really stuck out one i'm really glad max is back i'm glad he said yes i thought Throughout yeah. the whole season, I thought he did a really good job. I also loved his dad joke about the chair being comfortable. Um, I forgot about Louisa being in it. Yes. And that was interesting. That was interesting. And I'm surprised that wasn't... And I don't Cut. know, obviously, like, yeah, when they had to finish it. But, you know, like, Marvel movies are finished, like, the day before they go to the right. premiere. So I find it interesting that they kept her in there. But... Yeah. I mean... Not that it matters. Yeah. It was maybe just kind just of like... It's part of the story. Yeah. I just think it's funny, you know... Charlotte wasn't there. She was not. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I kind of kept like looking to see if she was in any like shots, mm-hmm. you know, like, any like background re- reaction shots mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. No, she and was. Kelly was in it. She's so cute. She was in it. And so was um, Carmen. Oh, yeah. Carmen's a queen. We um, love. We stand Carmen. But uh, this is groovy. Yeah. George's. This is groovy. <laughs> that was just. I think what I want is to be able to be a fly on the wall in his like, like family his- dinners. Yeah. Because I just if he's saying that dumb 
things like in a public forum, like being filmed forever and ever, like, you know, whatever, like it's kind of like a cute, charming thing, but groovy. Yeah. It's a no for me dog. Yeah. We stopped saying that seven years ago. ago. Yeah. I mean, George's, I have, I enjoy George's personality. I think he's like a fun character Mm -hmm. in, um, in F1. I don't mean like character, like a TV show character. I just mean like he is a character, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like if I were to spend actual quality time with him, I would be very, I would get ick vibes very quick. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. wouldn't work for me. Yeah. And he's like, I know that if we were in the same grade at school and we're like put together on projects, yeah. we would argue like yeah. I, we would fight. Yeah. Cause he would want to probably take control and yeah. be the leader and all that stuff, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. I feel like the biggest thing from this episode for me was just like, reliving ferrari's hopes and dreams and then like yeah. knowing that they were all going to come like crashing knowing, down because this was the first time we've watched drive to survive after watching the whole season of, yeah and so it was kind of like you know previously it was just kind of like well i don't know what's going to happen because right. i didn't right. participate yes. and yeah watching them like so hopeful and excited yeah. and like the light winning Charles the first eyes. race yeah just being <clears throat> pumped and then um and then no, you just know what's going to happen and it's just not it's not a good thing let's talk about kevin coming back I totally forgot that he wasn't originally supposed to be on the grid at the beginning. Yeah, of the it year. is. It is. It does seem. I mean, it was a year ago, but it seems even longer so ago. So long than, ago. Because Nikita Mazepin. Yeah. Who was he? Blip on the radar. Like Humpty Dumpty, as I like to call him. <laughs> what did what did Gunther say? Oh, oh. Uh, I'm done with Russians until I leave this earth or something like that, which honestly it's quite i mean he's just full of catchphrases it's, it's quite the statement i mean it really it's a big, is it's a big generalization yeah it is but <laughs> i, mean, I know he means meant in a professional he, I mean, sense yeah well and contextually he means sponsors yeah, drivers, drivers team members probably yeah. in some capacity he, he really was put through the ringer yeah with the, the mazepin family and all that they entailed yeah and you know word on the street is he basically went with them so that they could fund the team 100 um, and so and i don't think it was like a thing he wanted to do no. and then nikita was such a such a little bitch yeah um <laughs> but happy kevin came back oh my god it made me so happy and his sweet little daughter <laughs> she was and his so wife cute. they're just so such a sweet family so and i feel like he just like is so excited to be back and yeah. i think his mentality about all of it is so much different yeah um yeah. yeah, and it, I just love him. I'm glad he's a, back. It's a funny too, like to think about the very, the very, very, very first episode of Drive to Survive ever. I don't know if you remember the specifics, but it was in Australia. Haas had qualified very, very well, and yes. it was the, it was both pit top, pit, pit stops that went poorly, and the guy forgot you didn't put the wheel on properly, uh-huh. and they both had to. Oh gosh, that, and watching that, that episode, that ma- guy makes me so sad. I know, and and that was the classic. We look, or we could have been like rock stars. Yeah, we look like fucking wankers. Yeah line and then to then go into this episode where kevin did finish p5 mm-hmm. and it was like okay like now they're rock stars you know? yeah yeah took him five years to get there but and a year off <laughs> and yeah and kevin a year off but it worked out and it's also a good reminder like you can take a year off of the sport and you can come back and you can still have great success hmm. looking at you daniel yeah <laughs> um <laughs> the oh i also i forgot about this too but when they were um I feel like at one point they were all looking at the Mercedes. Oh yeah. And, and they were like, Oh, it's fast. <laughs> well, when Chucky was like, George, what is this? <laughs> and George was like, I don't know. I just drive it. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't on. make it. And I feel like too, the, I don't know that the driver interactions were shown more than in previous seasons, but I feel like because I am so invested in so many of the drivers, I really appreciated it a lot more. Like I understood. Yeah. And like their dynamics. I, I don't know. Yeah. That was fun. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. The other thing I just said was, Gunter is still the star of Drive to Survive. Correct. I mean, it's just confirmed. Yeah, he's a Netflix star. Netflix star. 
that's just the way it is. And people love him and hate him. It's, but it, there's I wonder no if he'll get a spinoff. I know. I would love a, sp- I would love a spinoff or just even, it would make Haas a lot of money. I know. I was even thinking it could be interesting if they wanted to continue if, cause I feel like how much longer will DTS go on? Like, I don't know how much longer they want the show to go on, but I feel like it could be interesting to pivot to doing a season with a team mm-hmm. and just following a team. Cause I also, cause we'll get in, into this with like other things that happen in the season, but there's just so much that gets missed and not covered. Yeah. But if you're just with a team for the entire season, season you yeah. really can follow like yeah everything that happens to them well and it would be interesting i mean i know obviously you'd want more time than this and i don't i mean budget wise i'm probably what i'm about to say is probably insane but like if every episode was just the season through one team yeah. and so you just have 10 episodes of you know one episode per team yeah I, yeah i mean it would definitely be hard in terms of like what do, how do you condense a For season sure. to a hour episode yeah. but um yeah it would be cool um okay Episode two, bounce back. This was the porpoising episode, Over proposing it. episode, as Checo <laughs> said, the Merc. I think the biggest thing we have to discuss was the team principal showdown. Because that was the most interesting part. So iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely, everyone was unhinged. Toto especially was like yeah. off his rocker. I mean, panicking. He's panicking. like, I've not been in this scenario. And not panicking, because I don't think he panics, but he's never been in this scenario before. Never been in this scenario. He's like... He's like scrambling. He's just like I yeah. don't know what to do, and and just the mo- just the 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 Christian being like, you know, fix your fucking car, Toto, and then Toto being like, well, Checo said your car's fucked. It's just it's so it's so and I have receipts. Yeah, and, and I, have I know proof. it is it is real housewives. It's like you know, okay, we're, let's meet for dinner and argue about the cars, and I think it's you know the whole thing with Toto and Christian specifically, but just all of them in general. It's like. You know, Christian's so victimized by this whole thing. And, you know, if roles were reversed, Toto would tell Christian to fix his right. car. Both, both Toto and Christian are both play the victim card. Yeah. And if it was the other way around, they'd both be acting the exact 100%. same way. They're and, just, you know, humans are like that a lot. Yeah. So I get it. But. It's funny just also seeing the other principals just like sitting there like okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the iconic part at the end was Gunter saying, all right, let's go porpoising. <laughs> I mean... He's just, that was he's so, so funny. funny. And he knows so it too, like funny. his little chuckle that he does when he makes jokes, but his jokes are actually good. Uh, and I feel okay, like, okay, let's go pour <laughs> thing. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Oh, was and I, I mean, yeah, so obviously we're seeing all of Mercedes, like just repeated videos of George and Lewis, like bouncing up and down yeah. in their car. Lewis um, in, yeah, just, just like, you know, slowly getting out of his car like yeah. a grandpa. I will say, and I said this when we were watching it and, I'm not saying his pain was not real. Yeah. It did feel a little uh, enhanced for the on. cameras. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I I do believe that I can't imagine how painful it is, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting cuz you know, they kind of they kind of finished the episode with Lewis finishing P3 at Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Through goes Hamilton. Yeah, oh, so iconic. Good. We got that three times this got season. Got that so much. It was I mean, great. Loved it. Yeah. But I'm surprised that they didn't include the George win in that episode. Yeah. I'm surprised that that wasn't like, we've had all these struggles and then, but look how we won a race. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of offhanded say, like, you know, talk about it in a different episode, but it never got the like, it highlighted like that was the full circle moment of like, we've had these struggles, but then we've persevered and we got this one, two and in brazil and wasn't that great mm-hmm. and i just have to assume the reason they didn't do that was because they weren't with them in brazil yeah but uh you know again it's like go to brazil like everyone or just like interview them 
in post. Like, yeah, I don't like, let's talk about yeah, it. Like, let's, let's book let's, in time with them sure. after the season to catch the stuff that you, I mean, anyway. Yeah. This I'm not going to tell box to box how to do their job. Yeah. This was the, also the only time we really saw Joe. We only really got his sort of like kind of, we only really got to meet him, I, I say in quotes, because of the crash at Silverstone. Yeah. But it's kind of also weird that we never got, because we'll get into this later, we never get anything from Alpha Romeo, but like, kind of weird that we never got an introduction to really who he is like we did with yuki last season and obviously yuki's a unique personality yeah i would say he's you know he's more of a tv personality that's a good point joe's a you know he's more more well he is editorial you know yes (laughs) yuki is commercial (laughs) 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 and that's just how it goes sometimes he is so commercial though though he had some editorial moments yeah for sure get there but primarily he's commercial yes yes it's like you want a guy to start in your commercial yeah get you a guy that can do both you're picking yuki probably if if it's a personality based commercial for sure um anything else about episode two that we need to no okay um episode three matter of principle so this was the ferrari incompetence episode um and the main point i i have was just how many times can you fuck up ferrari and like my biggest gripe is do this have the same mess up more than once like we're supposed to learn from our mistakes and i know we don't always do that yeah human beings have that issue um but to make the same mistake at such a crucial level multiple times is so i mean there's clearly a breakdown in the communication and the double pit stop that was an accident was ridiculous yeah it was it was it's just very much it's very clear that there is um a lot of stress within that organization i think Mm -hmm. a lot of panic which never never bodes well you no one's ever successful when like a company like we've we've worked for dysfunctional companies and places it's like when everyone's like running around with their head cut off yeah. because they're just so anxious like nothing ever happens right you know and i feel like that's ferrari's mo it's just like genuine chaos everyone's yeah. chaotic whereas it's like let's get some calm personalities yeah. in place well and part of me too and, and i don't i mean this is a like huge generalization of just like Italian tendencies. And so I don't know if it's a fair thing to say, but part of me is just genuinely curious if, I mean, Europeans in general, and and I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm comparing it to like Americans. Like it's not that they don't have a work ethic. It's just that like, there is such a distinct for most people in Europe, there's such a distinct separate, like work-life balance is just like inherent. Yes. I feel like. Yes. And so part of me wonders too, like, you know, does that have anything to do with it? Is it like they're all just like not 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 taking it seriously, but aren't don't have the same mindset as a Merc or a Red Bull or whatever, because it's just like kind of chill. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it. I think it goes back to just the leaders are not putting in place the like expectation of what yeah. is of, of what is expected. I mean, there was this total wolf um, uh, feature that was in New York Magazine last year about just who you know his sort of like uh, work ethic and how he runs his company and his and how OCD and kind of anal he is about everything in work down to like how clean the bathrooms are right and that kind of and like picking up after like the coffee room or the coffee the um, conference room like he went in and there was like a coffee cup like coffee cups and he's like why is this laying around here mm-hmm. like we clean up after ourselves yeah, like everything up. and and just but like you take care of the small details like like this is going to translate to how we perform on on the track mm-hmm. and i could i could imagine a ferrari conference room 
things littered being, with espresso cups. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that comes down to the, I think that standards. Yeah. And, and I think that shows itself on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, again, I just feel so terribly, I feel terribly for both Carlos and Charles, but specifically Charles Leclerc and just, you know, all he wants to do is win Monaco. That's like, I think yeah. literally all he at wants. At minimum, for yeah. sure. I mean, yes, at minimum. But like, that is like, everyone talks about Monaco. Want, want, if anyone wants to win Monaco, it's the guy that was born and raised in Monaco. Right. He wants it so badly. Yeah. He's he's gotten so close twice and and just and it's it's been screwed over by yeah his it's like team. what do i need to do? do do i need to go in there and take matters into my own hands i mean you will be there so maybe so uh, that's a good point maybe i should like did you forget <laughs> well kind of yeah um, i mean because i'm not going to be like literally there you know i'll be like up up in the boondocks i mean you could, um well yeah but but uh like i will take I, I i will train my whole life for that one race to get the strategy correct for him like mm-hmm. i will do whatever it needs to be done because yeah. and you know they're working out of like a dictionary with all the letter strategies they have and like they can't get the right one on the right it's just too much it's all too much and i'm it's also just funny this is not in, in this episode but like it is funny it's like okay we just start the race we're like four four minutes in and it's like thinking about plan g yeah. it's like wait when do we where are the get, other ones yeah, how yeah. do we get a b c d e f you know how do we right get down what's to the g workflow so that it's like those quizzes that used to be in like cosmo magazine where it's like you yes. just follow the yes. flow chart yes. it's like okay well yes. this happened and so yes. yep now we're gonna do g it's also we funny to me the other ones it's like god the memory that that he that the drivers have to have to remember all of these plans mm-hmm. like I mean, it's like a playbook i know but it's like that's all it's, it's just I mean, a, couldn't be it's me it's just but. a lot in like a car you're driving you, you have to be like okay what what was g it's just it's a lot yeah no it's it's definitely a lot it's a lot you can't call a timeout and be like wait what was what yeah. was g again right if the, you know then you're gonna reveal it to everybody if they actually spell it out mm-hmm. they're gonna reveal it to everybody else on the radio um yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm God. excited for the new leadership. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Fred. <laughs> uh, did you see um, his comment today? I think someone asked him like how he's going to compete with Max and because he's one driver. He's like, well, I've got two good ones. He like, does have two good ones. He God sure does. God bless them both. And, you know, Alpha did pretty well this year because, I mean, you know, based on where they're yeah. on the grid. And I think Fred's got it. I think Fred's got a handle on it. Yeah. And it w- might not happen overnight because you can't fix organizations overnight. No. But I do think it's a good But they have a good move. base. They have a yeah. strong structure, a good base. Like, like you have the, the most important things, which are the drivers and yeah. a decent car. So, yeah. like, fix the other things involved. Mm-hmm. I did like the Charles Carlos Lando um, pickleball paddleball. Yes. With Carlos Jost. With Don't forget about Carlos yeah. Jost. I'm just, you know. Also, Zoe's dad calls him CD, which I love. <laughs> like, it was like, did you just say CD? And I was like, oh, yeah, Carlos Dose. It's brilliant. Newly married Carlos Yes. Dose. We love a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> we do love a wedding. <laughs> Particularly wedding content of drivers. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what I meant. the wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, yeah. true. Carlos has been busy. His um, yeah. sister just got married, too. I know good for him yeah really using that tux <laughs> um yeah so that was just it, it just made me you know it made me feel better about Matias firing like i because you know of course you always feel bad for someone being fired but i'm yeah, like, of course yeah hasta la vista mm-hmm. and it also i just love how he really believed he wasn't going anywhere yeah yeah classic f1 you just you know nothing is happening until it happens um all right episode four like father like son um this was a tough one this pissed me off this This is a tough one that we do have to acknowledge the for two points i would have fucked the whole paddock line hugged (laughs) yeah or or according to gunter (laughs) hugged yeah exactly yeah well because so i re did i rewatch it or maybe it was like clipped on social or something and i think it was chris 
I'm not gonna remember his oh, last name. Medlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him who was interviewing it, and he was like, um, "Apologies for uh, the language for any listeners." And Gunter was like, "Did I say anything?" Like, the, yeah. And so I genuinely think he did say hugged. Oh, you do? Oh, well, I he don't looked know. really, or maybe he's just. So, I think he was just being like cheeky. Oh, okay. Well, he really looked concerned. He was like confused. And so, but I also was like, well, maybe he just says it so often that he was like, it just, he doesn't even think about it. But that was very funny. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and also, this is my last nice thing I'll say about him. Um, about Gunter? For just for, for this now. episode. Um, also loved his house in North Gorge. Carolina. It was very, very pretty yeah. house. So I'd like to go vacation there. Yeah. Airbnb it Airbnb, or yeah. like house sit. He should put on, I mean, he's gone so often. Like, put well, on he's beard. gone, but his family might be there. That's true. But m- maybe they, I, I wonder if they like split time if they're yeah. if they spend time in other. Maybe they places. need an au pair. I mean, I'm pretty sure his daughter's yeah, like a she's teenager, like but like I could drive her around. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure anything. she doesn't throw any parties. Oh, yeah, or just clean up. I can't cook anything. Clean so. up after she does. Um, yeah, this one was a rough one. I just I felt really bad for Mick. Yeah, me too. I felt really bad for him. I feel like Haas just wasn't the place for him to go. I mean, obviously he he was in he went to Haas because he was a part of the Ferrari Driver Academy and they obviously use a Ferrari engine and so it was kind of very much like a George Russell going to Williams thing. It's like let's give him some experience mm-hmm. in this Haas. But because Haas is so money conscious and right. just like needs the money and they can't handle the crashes, it's just a tough place for a rookie to succeed, I yeah. think. And their car like was terrible there his first year. So he really never got like a totally fair shake. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just sucks because I think it, it came, especially in the show, I feel like it came Well, they kind of did an okay job, but it came across as like, he's not good enough. And I think when we talked about this throughout the season, like, I don't think he was like, there was a huge, like he wasn't marginally worse than Kevin. It's just, right. he, crashed he crashed more too much. Yeah. and that's too expensive for them. And I think it's just a shame because if it was a different team with a different budget, I don't think that they would have caught him so soon. Yes, exactly. And, and I also just think he just didn't have the confidence. I don't know that they were filling him with a lot of confidence and like reassurance. And mm-hmm. I think when you're so stressed about, you know, I got a, I, th- I think even this is later, but um, Christian said this in the Checo episode, he, he was like, you want to get like driver contracts, so- sorted out early because yeah. then you give your driver like yeah, confidence the peace of mind. so they don't have to be like stressed out about the contract mm-hmm. and i mean obviously this is a different situation but like when you're worried about crashing and you're worried about getting a new contract and it's just it's not going it's very difficult for a driver to perform well in those circumstances yeah um but i loved kevin sticking up for mick yeah i like that a lot too it was sweet a very older brother very very nice and like it's true he just needs some time mm-hmm. we obviously see him get his first points it at um silverstone he was very close to like n- not getting points because he was being a little too overly ambitious with yeah max. trying to pass max and stuff it's like you know i i'm here for it i want that for you but like maybe next time yeah just just one goal take at it a time. on home yeah just get, take it on home <laughs> finish p8 or yeah. whatever like also the point difference from p8 p7 not you know not that big so like just get the just get p8 yeah. and then just be happy with it um yeah. Uh, and then that's when he said, like, when he swore, and he was like, "Sorry, oh, for sorry for swearing." I was like, "Oh, you're cute." You work with Gunther, so like, right? Swear it up. Mm-hmm. Um, swear it up. Also loved the Mick and Max, young Mick and Max. Yeah, moments. that was definitely played up, but it was fun to see their dads and like baby Max and Michael Schumacher was so cute. It was very very cute. Um, sometimes you forget. This is such a stupid thing, but like sometimes you forget. Like people used to be babies. Be babies? No, it's not a stupid thing because I think that all the time. Like, every time I when I first saw it, I was like is that max because his face looks 
pretty much identical yeah and i was like oh yeah he was a kid once (laughs) yeah like he was a baby like the only time that i like the youngest i like really see max is in the incident video with him and charles yes when charles was full like justin bieber skater boy hair (laughs) it's It's so funny it's it's (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny too like so many guys like that are around that, like the, like is like hunter my br- br- brother's 25 so he's like around that age and like he had that hair yeah and so many boys that age like the mid-20s now had just that zach efron zach efron justin bieber also that guy um this is so off topic but i don't know what his name is he's in hannah montana yes um J- uh well he, the guy who plays jackson oh or the guy who plays uh milo uh, not milo uh um, yes that guy i think mm-hmm. like longer swoopier hair like <laughs> yeah. very just and i'm just oh oh very oh, swoopy. oh oh um he, no he plays it's uh i never i wasn't really a mitchell Musso. yes yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> him yeah. um he very oliver very similar i like see pictures of people i'm like this clearly was a trend even in, even in europe yeah. like, we didn't even know it spanned oceans but like it sure did it sure did mm-hmm. um but you know he got his hair figured out eventually yeah um it actually looked very cute on on Charles. Oh, no, yeah, like, and it was I mean, a very what adorable. Was he, Ten, so like I think he may have been a bit older than, than that. Whatever, but, but like, like yeah, he was like we we can all look back on our photos and be like, oh, middle school. <laughs> yeah, like he was he was cute. Yeah, um, yeah, I just I just felt bad for Mick. I felt bad, and it was weird too that they never. I mean, at the end of that episode, they were like, so whose seat is it? And he was. They, they were like, oh, we don't. We haven't decided yet. It was kind of weird. They never really finish the storyline like it but was, they stopped production before they i know because chose. like at the end of this end of the season they showed like nico is yeah. you know coming in but it's just kind of weird they never were like oh yeah and, and mick didn't keep his seat oh yeah i don't know it was just kind of weird they yeah. just kind of left it it was weird um anyway anyway he's he's gonna he, be fine. he's being handled by toto now yeah he's gonna be fine he's gonna be good i i think he's gonna i think he's gonna have a comeback i think he'll be okay he's still very young i think he's like 23 or something 24 Crazy. so like he'll know, be fine he'll be fine and even if he doesn't do f1 or if f1 doesn't like end up working out i could i mean he would be welcome with open arms like mm-hmm. an indie car or something yeah like, right i would and i think like from a development perspective <clears throat> like merc's got him handled Oh, you know, for sure. The goal obviously he'll, isn't to keep crashing, but like, yeah, it'll be fine. And I think he'll get, he will probably get, um, actually I have no idea what his contract. Cause you know, that whole like FP one testing thing, that's for rookies. So like, or that's the, the, the like, um, required testing mm-hmm. that teams have to give new young drivers is only for people who like, I don't, who are not in F1 or, or who haven't been in F1. Um, and so I don't, obviously Mick doesn't like fulfill that requirement, but I still feel like they'll probably give him some testing mm-hmm. session. Like I think he'll get in the car, prove, show his stuff. Maybe George or Lewis might have some sort of, you know, ailment. Mm, hope not. I mean, I don't want them to, but yeah. you never know. Possibility. We're obviously already talking about that with Lance. So like, yeah, you just never know. Lewis, I mean, th- with all the things that he does, all the surfing and skydiving, it, is, and it does shock me all his extracurriculars. And, yeah, but I get it. It's like you just want to. No, I know, but like, it's a risk. Huge. Yeah. Like, huge. At what cost? That's you know? true. I guess but to him, it's like, eh. there is no cost. Like, and I mean, uh, yeah. I've already achieved, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not like desperate to keep my space in Formula One. Yeah, like, but how dumb would you feel if you had to be out all season because you like got into a surfing accident and broke your arm? yeah leg or something that would be like bad. he would be kicking that himself. would be bad yeah very very bad but i guess also it's like you can't stop 
living your life, life you have to you know but i'm but like one is his life <laughs> that is so true it's so true um uh, okay episode five pardon my french <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. That was gross. Um, this was the Otmar being lame as hell episode. <laughs> His obsession no with loyalty. No offense to Otmar. He seems like a perfectly fine man. I'm sure he's very kind. But like, <laughs> he's kind of weenie vibes. Huge weenie <laughs> vibes. Well, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just like his obsession with quote unquote lack of loyalty. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what, what world are we living in? Yeah. And not... Like, it's not your personal life. This is business. This is business. And also, you don't have any loyalty to anyone. No. Not, I mean, you being the collective you as in F1 and yeah. management and whoever, uh-huh. you have no loyalty to drivers. So why should they have loyalty no, that, to I you? mean, that's the whole tagline. If you don't if you don't perform, you're out. Right. And also, like, that is, again, literally why contracts are in place. Like, contracts, they, that is your loyalty for the extent of the contract. Yeah. And if you, like in... McLaren's case, if you break said contract, you got to pay up. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, 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 that's all that you have in terms of like keeping people in check or keeping right. people on your side. Um, so yeah, that was frustrating. I did laugh at him practicing his French when he was going to the Alpine Bonjour. Lounge. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he walked in. Bonjour. I was like, oh, we're not even trying, like pretending. And you know, yeah, I appreciate that, that we he could said do any it better. Instead, well, maybe I'm not going to do it right now because sure. now I feel like I'm. Um, but I said it out loud. I was like, I did that better yeah. than him. You know, especially if like you're Bonjour. practicing and like you also have like a French man on like as one of your drivers like you could get some you know like an actual french person telling you the correct you could also just attempt to say it a little better a little better yeah yeah um this was the first well it's not the first time but i do have to say fernando alonso is iconic yeah um i'm nervous obviously i like know he's iconic he's an iconic you know he's he's had an amazing career but i've never particularly been like a fan of his but i when he said i'm on the dark side or i am the dark side whatever he said i was like this is this is yeah i've never appreciated him for who he is yes yes and And now i do yeah and i i I appreciate the chaos and we talked about it at coda his energy like him like at the drivers um like pep rally thing what do they call it when all the drivers came out on stage of the parade wait driver wait on stage when we were with lizzie um, oh 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 like their um yeah whatever i call it a pep rally because that's what it is here in the states um (laughs) but yeah like the driver interaction or something like sure that. yeah uh pep rally and yeah. i just felt like he like he's one of those people that like has this like aura yes and yes. i was like oh yeah like, he, okay he like knows that he's the shit which is great that's what it, what, what we've been saying about george too like own the space you're in oh you know <laughs> and like own who you are fernando is a petty king he is stuck yeah. in 2008 he still literally wants like he hates Lewis Hamilton for crimes he committed not even crimes but like like what happened like 15, 15 years ago and Lewis is like you're still on that bro and I wish they would have covered the like, hat yes. thing yeah <laughs> that should have gone in there I wish we had an episode I mean maybe we will this year but I want like a Fernando Lewis episode mm. like them like them as rivals competing. like an Eagle Machinery episode but yeah not. yeah because there is something so unique about their relationship like like with Lewis and Max, I, I just don't, I just think intrinsically they just don't vibe they're, and they're on just two different worlds. Like 
in no yeah. in no world even if there was an f1 or whatever i don't think they'd ever really c- like click or no connect. and i don't really think they think about each other much probably yeah you and, know and like it's not just... like max isn't stewing about lewis and lewis is probably stewing less on max himself and yeah. more the fact that he's not winning yes yes exactly exactly um Fernando stews about Lewis. Yes, Fernando stews all day. And but but I think Lewis and Fernando, I think there is this I think they actually I think they actually do like each other. I I I think there's a level of like um they actually do kind of res- well, I think they all respect each other, but I think there is some sort of like I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, like camaraderie or something. Well, so and I need you to watch Rush because all of a oh. sudden I'm just making all these references of the movie. But there's a um the movie about Nikki Lauda and James Hunt yes thank you um and at the end of the movie there's a moment and this isn't really a spoiler but this is a moment of where like um James and Nikki are talking and Nikki basically thanks James for like making him stay in the fight and was basically just like yes he's probably the only one I ever had respect for and was ever envious of and whatever and it's sort of like you need someone that you respect but that is also your like maybe fiercest competitor and I think that's where like they have a mutual respect because they know that the other one like they know what the other one's doing because they're doing it too and they feel competitive towards each other and I think they kind of egg each other on in order to kind of keep those keep going. juices flowing. Well, even yes. Lewis said last season, he was asked like, who was, who's been your fir- like fiercest competitor? And he said, Fernando, which I think pissed people off. Cause they're like, why didn't you say max? It's like, well, he's been racing not, Fernando yeah. also like w- so much longer than he's been racing max. Uh, and Fernando and Lewis were teammates once upon a time. So like oh, yeah. they, um, I'm a McLaren. So they, uh, I think there's just more history there. Yeah. And again, they're like, you know, for, they're a, a similar age. I mean, you also have to think about like Lewis is way older than Max. Yeah. Um. So it's just different. It's just a different dynamic. I think like Max and Charles are kind of similar in in, for in sure. that way. Um. Just an incident, you mm-hmm. know. But anyway, back to this episode. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the main thing I just said was I really hope Oscar is worth all this chaos. Yes. And, and you know, a lot of I. I will say I'm always really intrigued when Christian speaks on someone because yeah. for all of his foibles, like he is really, um, he's a good eye. He's very dialed into, he's yeah. like Simon Cowell, <laughs> you know, he's very dialed in to the stuff that maybe is unexpected. Christian Horner is Simon Cowell. Yeah. I bet they're friends or, you know, enemies. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's only one or the other, <laughs> but you know, when, when Christian Horner says he thinks someone could be a championship driver, I believe him. Yes. And he too. said that about Oscar. And so, um, I, you know, just candidly have absolutely, I mean, I know Oscar, has won and it like is a good driver but like outside of that like noise yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea about anything about oscar i mean i th- i think the biggest like the the reason why people think he is so good is because you know he won f3 and f2 in his first year he comes in he yeah. wins it his first year and he's out and he's like there's been a lot of drivers like mick schumacher and other people who've won f2 um but uh it, they haven't done it in their first year mm-hmm. and so like the fact that oscar can come in and do it so fast uh shows that he's like a very talented driver yeah. i just and i you know now that we know what we know about mclaren you know we don't really know because it hasn't even been a race yet but the rumor on the street of mclaren not being that good this year i do wonder how what oscar's thinking yeah like, me too and obviously we'll have to see how the whole season shakes out because by the end of the season mclaren could be well past alpine who who knows but i just wonder if he's thinking to himself hmm like 
was this the right was this the right yeah. move for me but it's one of those you know daniel you did it you exactly, just don't know until you exactly. know and like he could have decided to stay with alpine and alpine sucked you maybe know we'll, maybe the re- the thing we need to like all understand is that mclaren is not the place for australians no and it's certainly not the place you transfer to you know yeah i mean it's yeah i guess you have to be like part part of the part of the what's the word i'm looking for Peter? yeah like lando yeah you know in it from the McLaren start and your dna kind of right exactly yeah. and even for him he's you know not yeah. not doing so not doing so well or not being not feeling very confident um yeah i don't know it's just it's interesting but it was it, it was funny the the happy birthday the fernando happy birthday oh my gosh <laughs> it was so bad uh, it just made me laugh. I I I I honestly could watch a whole like a, a season on just Fernando. I, I know. just he hated being saying happy birthday too. Hated. I mean, most people do. It's like so cringy and awkward. It's like, what do I do with my hands? Can you stop it's singing? You guys can't sing at all. Your voices are terrible. Um, but it was funny when um Omar was practicing singing it in Spanish and then just aborted yeah. that mission yeah well, he was like he learned cumplian. Yes. <laughs> and then i was like okay we're gonna go in spanish and then he happy birthday and i was like okay great so no spanish then <laughs> good thing fernando speaks english <laughs> and, and inside fernando's head he's like this idiot like i hate this guy can i say because i thought about this and i meant to text you and yeah. this is like it's in the episode but so off topic i love they have like the skinny coke zero cans in your like in the paddock in the cooler behind <laughs> like like the long first of all of course i noticed the snacks okay well, of course yeah but also too. yeah in the like cooler behind fernando like they have like the red bull shaped oh, cans got it but and i wish zero. you had those yeah that would I, like be nice. a, I like a thin can yeah slim, <laughs> that, slim. That yeah. it's very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> they're nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure charles just drinks those up <laughs> Sure, he pounds them. Do you know that no one else like no like I like I associate Coke Zero exclusively with Charlotte Claire because Brian told us to. That's not public. Well, it's, on, it's, on, it's well, on I know we've talked, yeah, and we've talked about it. But anyway, Brian of the Red Flags was at a lunch that Charlotte Claire was at. Charlotte asked for a Coke Zero. They only had Diet Coke. He said, that's fine. And so now we've just decided that Charlotte is the spokesperson for Coke Zero, even though he isn't. But he could be because it's be. red. Well, and, and I drank delicious. some in, in Monaco and then I saw him. So it was like a good luck. Yeah. Genie. Also, the Coke Zero is phenomenal. Yeah. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent you that TikTok of that of that sound of being like, who drank my Coke Zero? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is Charlotte Claire in the paddock. Uh, like, and it would be. That would be so funny. Like, literally hilarious if they recreated that sound. Like, yes. of Carlos and Charlotte. Yeah. But like they'll never do that. But like, th- that that's why they they need content like influencers in doing making creative de- decisions for them because yeah. that would go viral. Probably so. But yeah, yeah Charlotte Claire, and we um, and now we call it a Chuck special. Chuck special. Ah, <laughs> uh, love a Chuck special. So <laughs> sometimes ever, Chuck Spech. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever see Charlotte Claire and you want to get get him a beverage, Coke Zero. It's a Coke Zero. Unless he wants alcohol, that I don't know. Yeah, or water or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, electrolytes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, episode six. Nice guys finish last. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, I just wrote PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> it, he was so it so was much so PTSD. Sad. It was. It was weird to me how this was structured. I get it in the context of the Alpine 
Oscar drama and how Daniel fit into that. But it was weird to me that they never showed any of Daniel's earlier season mm. sort of downfalls and like, yeah, leading up to the decision to let him go. It was kind of like, okay, so, you know, he hasn't been doing that well. So now we're going to let him go. But yeah. if you were just watching Drive to Survive and you didn't watch the season, you'd be like, wait, why? why? Yeah. Because there was no real. Yeah. There was no comparison of like leaderboards or races or like an understanding of where he kind of landed moments where he yeah. had difficulty or like recapping, some which was to be fair, most races. So there was a lot of right. times to pull that in. And right. Didn't. And like, there was that whole, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Silverstone or maybe it was Mo- Monaco. There was some, it may have been Monaco. There was some race or Barcelona. Honestly, I can't remember where um, Lando had, I want to say it was tonsillitis or something. Mm. He had something. I remember that. And he was really sick and like he wasn't sleeping very well. He was getting barely any sleep and he finished in whatever race it was like right after he had, he finished like P8 and Daniel finished like P13 and people were like, okay, how can the guy that's like on death's door yeah. <laughs> who like hasn't been sleeping and like hasn't been able to put any, like eat any food, how is he doing better than you? And because so Lando's car was different. I'm su- <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't um, show stuff like that yeah. just to kind of give some context for his downfall. Mm-hmm. Can't say I was like upset about it, but no, it was. But and we had talked about this before too. But they really only showed his, um, like it, it almost felt like it was only a topic of discussion to talk about him potentially going back to Alpine, right? And like to kind of weave its way right. into that storyline. Not that it was his own standalone, which I think, it, especially with like who he is to the whole series. I yeah. I thought it was interesting. And I kind of thought that maybe they did it so that they could start to see who people gravitated towards now that he won't be on the show anymore. But it felt weird that he didn't get sort of like his own sort of highlighted like moment one episode or like half of an episode. Yeah, I, I agree. It was kind of, it was kind of strange, but I mean, they they left out a lot of people. So I guess yeah, they did. can't be oh. too, too surprised, but um, it was funny to me that Zach tried to trade Daniel for Oscar lol it's like yeah the, they're gonna want the guy that you pay are paying 18 million dollars not to race they're gonna want him in exchange for like the guy that they've put all this money into yeah to a team that he already left yeah it, it was like good good try zach yeah but better luck next time yeah but, you know and then it was interesting to me how they made the whole alpine seat seem like it was coming down to pierre and daniel when i feel like for all of us that watched the season new pretty much right away that Daniel was not in yeah. contention for that Alpine seat. And it was pretty much going to go to Pierre Gasly. Um, but it was kind of interesting hearing them talk about, like there was that one moment where the, uh, the team, like that team member, I don't know who he was, but he ran into Daniel and was like, we, we want you oh, back. Yeah. Or that we, was sweet. To you or something. So it was interesting that he, he clearly people were talking about him. Yeah. But I think it was probably, mm-hmm. I do wonder had he not, like, let's say he went to, I don't know, Aston Martin before he went to McLaren. Like, let's say he hadn't ever been to Alpine Renault. Do you think he would have had a better chance? Or or do you think it was purely, do you think the decision was made purely based on his lack of performance or the fact that he left Renault in such? I think it was that he left Renault. I, and, I, and honestly, I think, you know, the way that it's always put in the media, it's that it's Alpine decided not to bring Daniel on. But for all we know, Daniel was also just like, you know, I had my time and I don't think it makes sense like to come back together. I mean, you know, Gunter was talking about it when Kevin came back. He's like, when you fire someone, it's really hard to bring them back. It's always like, you know, you never know how it's going to go. And not that he was fired from Renault, but it is one of those things of, okay, well, 
you left us before, you left for a reason. so you sort of feel tense. Yeah, you yeah. left for a reason, and okay, so now you realize grass is greener, and so you want to come back, or you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think it's sometimes it's just you know, even though it would have given him a seat potentially, you know, if Alpine was interested, I think it just I understand why they either mutually or you know one or the other just decided like no. Yeah, I I agree. Um, obviously that journalist man was not Cyril as the people, opposite of Cyril people believed it was, uh, or people assumed it, whatever one journalist it was quoted that it was, that it was talking it to Daniel at the very literally end. wasn't, which was too bad. Cause I was, I mean, Cyril sort of did make an appearance from like previous, um, years, but I was, yeah, that would have been fun to see that. I mean, crazy. Yeah. Anything else from that episode we need to go over any other moments? Well, it was kind of sad, like seeing how, um, like, because I think it's been so long since we lived through that. And now he's like his smiles, but he's like happier again. Yeah. He's had some time off. Yeah. He's settled in what his new contract is, blah, blah, blah. That it like made my heart hurt seeing how like deflated he was, he was again. Um, yeah. But, and just having to relive those difficult races. Yeah. And just but the whole season brutal. was kind of like that. It's I'm, like, Oh yeah. You sort of just like you live through it. You put it behind you and then you like have to live through it again. Yeah. I'm really glad that they weren't there with him in Austin. Cause that would have mm. been rough. Just with how devastated he was at the end of that race. Yeah, but I would have loved to like have more of him in Austin. Sure, because like, like the horse home. and stuff. Yeah, horse and horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, episode seven, hot seat. Don't have a lot to say about. Well, I do kind of. First point is the photo shoot. Checo's photo shoot was absolutely <laughs> iconic. It was good. I loved the um, photographer. He was so funny. I could have watched Hype like Man. thirty more minutes of that whole thing. It was mm-hmm. so hilarious i like does that man even know anything about f1 he was like saying like racing references yeah because he googled them to like make him feel more comfortable but it was just yeah i don't i don't think it was was very 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 funny it was funny so obviously this whole episode was about checo and monaco and they clearly obviously left out like all of the real drama that Mm -hmm. checo maybe probably crashed on purpose in qualifying allegedly allegedly (laughs) in order to secure his place in front of max um yada 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 which then comes back around in brazil later the year when max does not let checo pass him Mm -hmm. um were you surprised that they didn't I, w- in there? I was surprised they didn't put it in there because it's like such juicy drama, like drive yeah. to survive drama that you'd want to cover. But I did think to my, like when I was watching it, part of me thought that maybe because they finally got Max back to kind of, you know, be in partnership with them and to be interviewed that they didn't want, like because of how public he was about the, like we've handled this at squash. We're not talking about it anymore that they didn't want to re- like rehash it and like yeah. risk losing him as a participant. It also wouldn't surprise me if Red Bull just pulled it. Yeah. Um, But I do think, I think what I would have liked to have happen is more of the like, can you comment on this or just like one last time? Like, you know, obviously this is what the rumors were. Do you like want to add anything to that? And maybe they did. And Red Bull said, cut it out or it didn't make sense anymore. Um, But I just thought it was funny because, you know, they highlighted those things and then just totally, I mean, like those were, those were two huge moments for Red Bull this year. And I think it's kind of weird that they were, it was never really like if you didn't watch the season, you would not know that that happened. And it's so juicy. Exactly. Yeah. It is so juicy and just Checo acting like he was so devastated he crashed um and and <laughs> which and, felt and fake. just there being no mention of like even from other people like oh yeah he did he crash on purpose so there there was it wasn't even brought up as a possibility in the yeah, show like Will didn't even talk about I it know. or he did so and it was cut I don't it know does have to, it, you do have to it does seem like 
it, there was something going on there. It seems like a strategic move that they did it not did, put it, it in it there. Did, it did. It did. But obviously, Much you know, to my dismay. Because of Ferrari's just complete, utter lack of... Competence. Competence. Checo wins Monaco. Good for him. Signs a new contract. You know, it's all... Hunky-dory. Hunky-dory for Checo. Um, that was kind of really it with that yeah. episode it was it was you know i'm admittedly not the biggest red bull fan and i um like i think christian's a great tv character like i think yeah. he's fun on on tv but sometimes i'm just i get frustrated with his sort of um like with his with his shtick i mm-hmm. guess or yeah. whatever it is and i'm like okay yeah I, I, and I appreciate him as a principal, like two drivers. Yes. But I think sometimes uh, yeah. as the, the talking head of it all, he could be a little. It's like, okay, uh, we get it. Grading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Episode eight Alpha Male. Great name. Great episode. And Yuki Forever. That was my main takeaway. It was like, thank God we got a Pierre and Yuki episode because they're like the really only true thing to come out of F1. Yeah. Um, true friendship. I just wrote. Yuki is iconic. Love when he critiques the placement of the rice. So good. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it so much. My favorite too about that was when he critiqued the placement of the rice. The person he's with says, I thought you don't like rules. Yuki has no words to say back to that and just shoves the rice in his mouth. <laughs> I would honestly love a series. Alpha Tower should do this where when, as they travel, they should go like Yuki's restaurant or like mm-hmm. Yuki's restaurant picks where like they go to a restaurant in every city and like he like critiques the food and talks yeah. about like i would love because he would be so unfiltered about it yeah and i would be very curious to see what he thinks and what he orders and uh how he interacts with you know the patron the patrons of these different places and and i feel like he would put a lot of thought into finding the, the restaurant and where he's gonna go and mm-hmm. what he's gonna eat and yeah it'd be fun and like maybe he could bring along you know a f- like a different guest every time yeah. you know and like He'll probably just ask Nick Pierre every single Pierre, time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just easier. <laughs> just easier. Yeah. Somebody's comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and obviously we got the whole Suzuka race. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I, that also irritated me. There's yeah. a lot. The panic that was going through my bones during that race was so not stressful. depicted in this. No, show. no. I mean, yeah. So for those who maybe haven't watched, didn't watch last season, they started well they delayed the race they start the race because they, of rain they, yeah because of rain they do a couple of laps but then there was a then then they suspended again there was a, a red flag because of carlos's crash so scary they suspend the race and then they don't start up again for like another couple hours um which they don't, obviously don't cover in the show which is fine because they have editing perfect things to, to do but they left out that whole entire tractor tractor on the track moment yeah which they shouldn't have because i think they should have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and and again, drama. Like they yeah. loved the drama, and Pierre is like, y- yelling at everyone. Yeah. He's mad. He's, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. for, the, for the drama purposes, but maybe they felt like we just can't get in. We just can't even yeah, go cause there. When I had thought about it too, I was like, okay, so you talk about that, but you can't really talk about that and this like the p- sort of PTSD well, reaction it, without talking about Charles Godfather Jules. And it happened and, at, right, and the it was same at the same track yeah. that he got in his crash that ultimately um, ended his life, which is very sad. And yeah. yeah, so I mean, I just think it's like, it might've been too much of a rabbit hole, but I also, one thing that I think is important about the show is it can, has opportunity to shine light on moments that need to have a light shined on them. Like, 
okay, you can't have a truck. Like safety concerns world. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they you literally could not see. Like uh, Max is the only one who could see because no one was in front of him. So yep. he didn't have any spray. But then there was like a Rolex sponsor banner that literally flew onto Pierre's car. And at that moment, I think you go, you know what? I think we pause. I think we have to pause the race because he was almost decapitated yeah. by a sponsor banner. And can you imagine yeah. Rolex's dismay yeah. and panic? Yeah. And if yeah, it's bad. If their it bad. sponsor poster killed a driver, I'm surprised they even started the race. To be honest, and what's so funny to me about F1, it's it's like I, I don't know why they can't they don't see the for, like forecast and and adjust. They're always kind of like, oh, it's it's raining like they're always so shocked yeah. by it and it's like there's no real flexibility they don't give themselves right. flexibility to like move the race up a couple hours well, yeah and it's funny couple, because you know because at that point they're like uh we've got rain coming in in 25 minutes it's like so you have the technology that yeah, tells they, you they when and where it's going to be yeah. right but you're not utilizing it to and look i know there's like you know tv contracts and, and, certain and things fans people yeah for sure but sure. also it's kind of like okay but at the end of the day, you can't do what you do if your drivers are not here. Exactly. <laughs> and so exactly. let's protect them first because they exactly. should be protected. It was a, and yeah, it was quite the, quite not the good. Race. And I fell asleep before <laughs> the race because it, it was like yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah, it was super late. I was yeah. exhausted and, and adrenaline overload. And I were like texting like as we were waiting, waiting, and then the race starts and I'm texting her and I text like two other <laughs> times and I'm like, and I think I text you. I'm like, you did. I'm assuming you're asleep. Yeah. Goodbye. And I woke up because I was like so <laughs> stressed because that was also, we knew before the race that we were going to find out if Max oh, yes. became the champion. Yes. That's which so he, true. Did. he did. Even though no one Even really no, knew. No one knew. They also don't talk about that either, which I, I mean, it, it wasn't rebels episode but that was a funny mm-hmm. thing um and then of course i have to just bring up the uh romantic line in the bus when yuki asks pierre so how cute. long he or if in he'll small, small miss bus. him and pierre says yeah for me for, for two or three minutes and then um yuki says i'll take that pause <laughs> i'll take that which was so poetic and like like genuinely if you're if you were writing fan fan fiction or even just like a like a romance book about other characters like Mm -hmm. the whole idea of even if you just love me for only two or three minutes like Uh that's enough for me yeah (laughs) and he was so earnest about it too like he was so sincere he was so sincere i mean i don't think there's a time when yuki's not sincere i think everything he says is pretty much exactly how he feels Mm -hmm. you know um that was just very and the camera right up on his face so good so good um like sorry but larry silenson could never (laughs) i'm sorry oh my god what a reference (laughs) like they can't because that that's i mean they don't even talk anymore exactly (laughs) i mean no i just meant like in terms of the uh quality of i'd be careful because some people will fight you about that i I mean come at me bro um (laughs) they are a wild bunch so do we think that there's larry stands that listen to our podcast i don't know we'll find out i guess um but yeah i just i i i you know their friendship's great i'm 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 excited to see how that comes about nick is coming in obviously big fan big fan you're supporting him now you have to well yeah yeah and i also like the whole tiny towery of it all like so cute actually i think when i did the filter to see who my driver should be i got yuki and nick no way yeah i don't think i actually filmed it i think i just did it by myself (laughs) well now i can't prove it well but yeah i wouldn't you know oh you wouldn't lie about that no (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't i would pick something else if i was gonna lie about it um but yeah nick and i are best friends now and he wants to meet me so (laughs) 
that's what I fun. would give. I would love. I would love to have both of them on our podcast. We could. I think that would be so funny. I think we could. Yeah, and I feel like we'd have just lots of laughs. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, long live Yuki Air. That's my last point. Love. And I hope they all. I know Pierre is certainly not going to be enjoying as much as teammate this year not even the slightest no um and let's hope for more yuki in his photo dumps i think i think he'll be be around a lot i mean he'll he won't be able to hang out in his own garage because <laughs> you know yeah. i mean it's like the tension between them is palpable yeah it's not good yeah they're just again like i don't think they have anything really in common no yeah they, they've outgrown each other yeah they outgrew each other when they were like seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but uh, they'll get to bond over their love of otmar otmar will learn double french because he's got two no, french drivers he'll maybe learn to say bonjour in, in a french accent he'll learn double french <laughs> okay i guess it does help that he doesn't also have to try and speak spanish oh totally yeah he can just sing happy birthday in french now which i'm sure he'll do so well he won't um okay episode nine over the limit first note i had was christian annoys me um this was the budget cap episode and you know i didn't really care i mean i care because it's kind of interesting but also i'm like why we didn't get any new information which was annoying new and it's like you went over the budget cap even if it was over it was was 10 10 bucks you went over there's a punishment yeah you know deal with it christian yeah and i will say i it did appear and you know he could be a great actor but it did appear that he was caught completely blindsided with that line of questioning from the journalists yeah and if that's the case then whoever's like telling him his information updates screwed up and didn't tell him what he needed to know or he's not paying enough attention which he needs to like someone messed up even if it was an accident like that stuff shouldn't be missed and everyone makes mistakes everybody has those days yeah everybody knows what what i'm talking about you know <laughs> everybody has those days. so thanks hannah thank you um <laughs> um so i get it on the one hand but on the other hand it's like his we're not cheaters the definition of a cheater is someone who does this intentionally and it's like okay I hear what you're saying. I understand the point you're trying to make. However, if Toto exceeded the cost cap by $400,000, if he exceeded the cost cap by $20, you would be on a rampage and you would be writing letters. So I know you're so disappointed about your colleagues, you know, Zach Brown, whatever, writing this letter. Zach Brown. It was interesting that Zach, like, because Zach was more, Zach was going harder at McLaren and, and, and even um, Christian confronting Mattia on the, in the, on, on the on the grid yeah. like why why were you talking about me yeah or whatever um they were going after him even more than mercedes i feel like mercedes wasn't really no laying it in because as, i think toto's bored of all of that and also he probably feels like he also probably knows you know it it and he it didn't antagonizing really, christian is fun for christian yeah you know yeah but yeah. i also thought it was funny when um christian came out like they came out of the um principal press whatever and Mattia and Toto are talking to each other mm. and Christian kind of like making up stories about me and they both literally said exactly what they were saying to his face and I think he he just kind of chuckled and walked away and I was like I love doing that when someone's like do you hate me and I'm like yeah obviously <laughs> and then you kind of chuckle and they think you're joking yeah. but you're not yeah. I've never done that before oh but. sure <laughs> well not that's no 
not specifically <laughs> no, like that. But I did you. think it was funny that Mattia was like, we were just talking about you. Yeah, how much we love you. really were. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they go to Singapore, and which is funny. They completely ignore that Checo wins that race, but the whole focus is Max and Ferrari, and Max doesn't do well in Singapore. And so they make it out to seem like Red Bull had this like yeah. failure, essentially. But Max had a failure. But Max had a failure. Checo wins. Uh, and then... You know, they cut to Austin or, or they go to Austin um, where they finally win the Constructors Championship and everything. And it just was weird. Like Christian made a comment about how no one had congratulated him about winning. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you don't I feel like he really wants people's approval. He yeah. really wants to be told he's great and wonderful and all those things. And I'm just like, just go be I, I I just do feel like he is he is concerned about how people feel about him. Yeah, and I think it's one of those two. Like, are you sending text messages when other people win so that you're on the list of people? Like, mm. if they're asked, like, did anyone congratulate you? You can be on that list, sure, because that's not the reason to do it either. Like, yeah. everyone's annoyed that you keep winning. I'm sure right. Toto's phone isn't blowing up from other principals when they kept winning championships. Sure. You know, right. you certainly didn't right. reach out. Well, maybe he did, but you know. And I guess his maybe his point is, you know, this is the first time we've won the constructors' championship in almost a decade. Like, um, um, you I know, didn't really think like about it's that. Been such a long time, yeah. but still, it's like I don't know. It's it's it just it's just what we we hear this all the time and. and every every aspect of life it's like stop worrying about other people like you do you you be proud of your accomplishments and like you shouldn't need other people's validation to like Mm -hmm. you know uh make you feel better about yourself or make you feel feel worthy of your victories like you won both championships that should be yes and be proud of that and move forward um so anyway congratulations to red bull and all their success yeah shout out to callum in the picture <laughs> <laughs> love and him he's Hannah always Schmitz. so in, and Hannah, well, obviously yeah. sorry but yeah that, uh, for some it. reason no one gave her any airtime callum is literally in every episode of trying to survive li- well yeah because they always they always have to have that shot of the yeah of the um like the garage yeah the garage um anything else from that episode so. okay episode 10 end of the road mm. this is obviously you know they're trying to make mercedes and ferrari seem like they're fighting for second place that was kind of not a really, thing but not yeah. really the alpine mclaren fight for fourth um was i guess sort of interesting but also Meh. it would have been more interesting it would have been a lot closer had because in brazil uh which i think was the race before abu dhabi um uh, Daniel and Lando both DNF'd that oh, race yeah. and I think had they both been able to like finish and get get some points it would have made Abu Dhabi closer because Fernando Alonso DNF'd in Abu Dhabi so mm-hmm. like that would have made it a lot more of a fight but obviously it really wasn't that big of a deal didn't really wasn't that dramatic um, and you know it was this I did like seeing Daniel with his uh, camera taking all those pictures yeah, that, was cute. that was that was fun Um and, you know, some of those little back b- behind the scenes moments. But it obviously wasn't compared to the last season when it was like all down to this one race. Yeah. It like was kind of an anticlimactic. And then like that race was so controversial. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was pretty. So they, they tried to and make And that's not it, their fault, you know. It, right. It they tried to make not it as exciting. Um, exciting. But like it really. Actually, we said after we, walked, we were like that race was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like one of the most boring races of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the only reason Abu Dhabi is the last race is because they pay to be the last race. So it's like they're it's clearly not maybe the best track for like exciting racing. And I wonder if, 
I mean, obviously F1 doesn't give a shit. Why do they pay to be the last one? So that there's a championship? And it's just more, like, it's like the finale. Mm-hmm. It's more exciting, more eyeballs. Pe- people pay attention sure, more. Sure. Um, but uh, I wonder, I mean, F1 obviously doesn't care because all they care about is making money and taking money from, you know, sketchy places. But um, I wonder if they're, I wonder if they wish that like a better track was the last race of the season mm-hmm. because you probably, I would like to know the ratings for these races, but I have to imagine that the last race of the season does get more eyeballs than, yeah, you know, like a random race in wherever Italy or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got the Daniel montage at the end. Yeah. That was, that was, that was sad. It, it did maybe, I was like, is this really the end? Like, is this, is this it? Like, it just felt so kind of anticlimactic. Like yeah. I just was, okay bye like, he's done yeah see ya i know it's weird it's weird it's it's very very weird and i wonder if he'll be in i mean i guess he'll only be in drive to survive like next season if he's in talks for a seat yeah you know but i'd still i i wondered if he'd like maybe be at the red bull like if they ever cover the, the red bull launch of mm. the car this year yeah. like maybe would he be in that yeah it just and seemed- any of the races that he's at that there with red bull i'm sure he'll uh jump in the exactly camera. exactly um but let's go over some of the things that they missed the this list season. is long because the list is long and most notably at the top of the list is sebastian vettel wtf massive wtf so weird to me this episode the final episode why wasn't it focused on seb it, that's that could have been the episode 100 percent. and it, even if they focused on seb and daniel like yeah. but like He's a legend in the sport who's retiring. Yes. And and his retirement video was also only really part of the story to yes. talk about why Fernando was able to move to Aston right. Martin. Right. So you have two legend like big guys in the sport who are leaving, you know, for one reason or another, and you use them in Fernando's storyline. Right, exactly. It was <laughs> it's very weird. weird. It was very weird. And it wasn't like Seb was in the show. He was he he sat down for because he was in kind of mixed episode a little yeah. bit i think um and some others maybe i can't remember but like very very briefly um but he also was in storylines of past s- seasons and was a part of it so it's like the viewers mm-hmm. of the show know who he is yeah it just was very very weird strange to me and you pointed out too like weren't they they were racing each other basically in abu dhabi right like yeah daniel, daniel and, Seb, and Seb. Came down, like the last few laps they were like Seb was chasing daniel for like p9 or something yeah like so that. like that whole it, you, that whole thing could have been spun into a like farewell to yeah it just two. was very strange no to offense, me nicholas that, yeah and mick um that they didn't uh that they didn't do anything with him really or e- i mean they really never met it it's like why didn't seb get a farewell video i don't know it's yeah just well it was weird. weird yeah and the only times that the drivers talked about seb retiring is again in that episode but like they had them sort of react to seeing the video and then there was no other commentary like about seb and you know what he meant to them or whatever and i I don't know i mean again maybe seb said no thank you maybe they felt they're doing a a hour and a half special on seb (laughs) like i have no idea but it felt really especially for just fans of drive to survive who don't keep up with the season like i feel like seb became a favorite for a lot of people and so to just basically have a half-hearted like departure yeah i don't know basically once he left ferrari they stopped caring about him because he wasn't really in the show last season at all um and so it's just yeah they're like well you're no longer a part of charlotte claire's storyline so now we don't care about you anymore i don't know it's very very weird no valtteri 
which was even sucked so so we're again talking about a character who's been a part of the show for so long and a a major story like a major part of the storyline and to not even mention it was he even was he even in it at he all? was in background clips but he was never, never i don't think down. he ever sat down so strange to me you have a whole storyline about him him going to alpha new team new beginnings also in the beginning of the season there were multiple races where because the mercedes was so bad that valtteri was out qualifying mercs he was um finishing higher in the races than than them like that's a great storyline for sure but and then well and then too like the crash with joe was covered so small it's like you could have done you know valtteri's transition and then like joe being the rookie rookie and then getting in this terrible crash and that being a big part you know i mean it was a massive crash like that was a huge deal they could have done a whole episode yeah it's just weird it's weird and you know it would have been nice to like understand fred a little bit more too like going into him being you know whatever yes i mean not that they could have predicted that but I just it thought just, it was weird. It was a, it was a weird. It, I mean, and again, I know they cannot fit everything into the show. There's so much to cover. There's so much that happens. You do ten episodes, like it's yeah. It just makes me wonder, like the cutting room floor, like what what's, what was the there? storyboard, and like was this supposed to be an episode and it got cut for one reason or another? Did the drivers not want to participate? Right. Like how did how did we get to the final product? Also, Alex Albon, uh, yeah, not being in it, missed him. Yeah, I mean, he came back he, again, another major player in enough or in the show and then he's just like oh yeah i'll, I'll you know alex Allen's back i'm really rooting for him this year yes yeah, i really love him me too i i really hope he does well i i um yeah me too i really like him a lot um they like grazed over k getting pole yeah that was i mean again like so many so many things happened in brazil that were just not covered at, at all it was very very strange yeah um, the Max and Checo obviously drama. Yeah, and they you know they sort of touched on George winning, which we talked about earlier. But yeah, I also um, we were talking about this before, but I I know it was like a closed door event, but I would have loved mm. to get some uh, BTS footage of the driver dinner. Yeah, that would have been because I mean those photos like lit up our online community yeah, I mean, it <laughs> for was several days. Changing. It's my phone it, background. I like was my computer with that picture. It was so, it's so good. I don't know. There was just something about like, I don't know why it's like a class reunion <laughs> because they're all together every weekend, but it's the fact but, they're all in one picture together. And, and then, yeah. and then dissecting the table who, where was everybody seated? That was very important. Where would you sit? You yeah. Know? Where did, where, where did you establish that you would see sit? This is, this I is also the Sebastian Vettel goodbye dinner. Yeah. That, for those who don't remember. Yeah. Don't I can't remember cause I can't picture it in my head, but, Macy, um, who are you next to? I do think you remember Max and was it George? I honestly I can't remember. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Because I remember weekend. there was like on the on the one side of the table it was like Daniel, Lando, Pierre, Yuki, and so I was like, well, that's obviously where I'd be in that mm-hmm. on that half of the table. Yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> Though I did like I think Lewis and Carlos were sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like that also would have been a fun. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's like I would love to just be the waiter. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I thought about that. Like someone just like went to work and their private dining room table was all of the F1 drivers. I know. Crazy. Fly on the wall. Would have loved it. Crazy. And then Lewis picks up the tab. I wonder how much that cost him. I mean, obviously he can afford it, but thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. That's, I mean, obviously he's very, very rich. He has a lot, but they all are rich. So it was nice of him to 
Nice film. And that's the other thing too. People were like, so this is the, this would only happen because Sebastian Vettel, like this, everyone's here because they, they love Seb. Like yeah. not many people are going to bring all these people who have all these issues with each other <laughs> together, but for a meal with for alcohol, meal. but they did. And, yeah. and all their dietary, you know, differences. <laughs> I'm sure the list is long. Yeah. Um, that would be funny to un- just to see on I paper, think, everyone's I, dietary I restrictions. Think- Kevin and Lewis are both vegans. Oh, so I think that's um, fascinating. I, Lewis doesn't surprise me. I didn't. Yeah, know Kevin I, I, was a vegan. I, I think Kevin, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, I'm sure there's other guys who like don't eat certain meat, or mm. you know, Yuki has probably many things that he, you know, rice placement. Yeah, right. <laughs> Super important. <laughs> and I do wonder, like, is that in Japanese specific dishes that he's worried about the rice placement, or is that in all of his dishes? That's a great. Well, he did say he's like in Japan. This is where the rice is supposed to go. And but I don't know if that I, meant. I don't yeah. know if that meant like just for the specific meal yeah. or always the rice goes in a certain spot i i, I yeah. don't know i'll okay you know, we'll have to ask him when we're on the <laughs> when we, ha- when we have him on i'll say where is the proper placement for the rice so that we yeah i'm curious no going forward could we google it sure i'd rather that's ask you that's true that's 100 percent. Yeah, i'd rather ask you um so that was that that was dts season five did you like did you like watching it more now or did you prefer watching like do you prefer watching the show before you knew everything or how how do you feel it's interesting because i feel like obviously before i didn't realize what was missing yeah um so in that vein and like you didn't even or like we you know we didn't even always realize especially early on that they were going back to the same track oh yeah that took me a while to figure there was also in certain things like the joe crash for example like obviously that was so significant like I think it's easy to figure out like, Oh, we're back at this race. But mm. like, there were some other things that there weren't maybe such significant, um, events that happened at the race that it was kind of hard. I, I was like, well, they we went to Austin a couple times. Yeah. But I just mean in past seasons, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think there was something that really was like triggering me to be like, Oh yeah, that's, this is the same place. Um, but I think I have a lot more appreciation for, again, like the driver interactions. I think it's more entertaining now to watch mm. them and like, you know, it was kind of fun to like really know, like this whole thing was just a foreshadowing to a season that we've already watched and kind of knew about. Um, so, I mean, I like both, but I do think there's something about watching it now that I'm more invested in it probably. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I feel kind of different. I feel like it's just a different experience for me now yeah. watching it because parts of it, I'm like, okay, it's, it, it lacks the, um, it lacks the like suspense yeah. side of it of like, oh, oh who's going to win or yeah. what's going to happen? It's like, well, I know everything that's going to happen. So you have to just go into it with a different mindset of like, mm-hmm. this is just filling in some of the blanks yeah. of the season. It's coloring some of what went, went on, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to experience it the way, like I have a video of my cousin Kelly react, like watching season three, I guess it was when Pierre Gasly won. Yeah. And, and she cried. was just like, yeah, she was so over. Cause she obviously didn't know. She didn't follow F1. She didn't know what, what had happened. And like, you're not going to get that obviously if right. you've watched the show. I will say like, I also can understand the criticism more now of the Same. show because I do think that there's a lot of stuff that for time or whatever, like is out of context and doesn't necessarily make sense. And certain things aren't highlighted. And yeah, yeah. cause there were big, I mean, we just talked about it. There were big holes yeah. in the season that weren't covered that are kind of a big question mark so i can recognize the criticism now and like see it obviously from that perspective but um but it's a still show. a fan yeah. highly recommend still, 10 out of 10 um well that is our recap big race weekend coming up i'm Can't, so excited literally cannot wait like i'm so excited yeah so my husband's gonna be on saturday night live and then we've got a race to watch now your boyfriends are on gonna be 
racing on Sunday. My sneaky links. Oh my gosh, Nick is my sneaky link, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, full circle. Now he wants to meet me. He that doesn't is know so I funny. I that know. Is that is so funny. funny. Well, maybe you, I, 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 I think it's going to happen. I think we'll so meet, too. For, for sure. We'll meet at some point. Where do you, like, how tall is he? Mm, short. I mean, probably like five, 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 six. I was just thinking about the photos with yeah, I mean, you, me, Yuki, and Nick. <laughs> yeah, I have to do my sorority squat <laughs> on my hands. But anyway, okay. Um, can't wait. We'll be back next week with our race recap which will be i'm sure very exciting um and yeah until then love ya toodaloo bye